Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. I am thrilled to have you on board today, and uh, I'm excited to tell you about today's show. We're going to talk about how I made $100,000 on YouTube. We're going to be joining my guest, Randy Shear, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Uberman. Um, to hear how he did this. We're going to talk about how many subscribers do you need to, say, for example, pay your rent. Uh, What are the different ways to make money on YouTube? How do you promote the site? How do you collaborate with other sites? And what's the benefit in doing so? This and a whole lot more. So I grab, uh, pull up a chair, uh, tune up your uh, car radio, and we will get started. Um, Set your headphones, adjust your headphones, and we're going to get started. Before we do so, before we jump into today's topic, I just wanted to talk about last week's show, Why Women Cheat. What are the danger times for women cheating? Is the seven-year itch true? Do men really cheat more? Does moving in raise her risk of cheating? Does her lack of self-confidence affect how she views you? If you happen to have missed this show and want to catch up or any and all of my archived shows, you can do so on my new mobile app. All you have to do is... uh, do a Google search on the Men's Advocate Show. That's the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross, and it should come up. It's available for Android users as well as uh, iPhone users. So make that happen. If you don't yet have uh, the mobile app, you can also catch me on SoundCloud and the TuneIn app. Okay, got it? So make that happen. So you can listen live. You can do one-touch calling with the mobile app and call in live. And you can also uh, listen to any and all of the archived shows. Okay, so uh, please let's welcome today my guest, Randy Shear. Um, he is the Uberman on YouTube. Randy's been a sole proprietor since 2004. He's currently a promoter slash information provider to rideshare drivers on YouTube. Randy's life started in a trailer park, and he's struggled to make something out of himself. He has endured a life of physical and mental abuse and has turned that experience into being a productive member of society. Welcome, Randy, to our show. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you, Linda. I'm very excited and happy to be here as well. Very good. All right, so let's define a couple of terms in case uh, the listening audience doesn't know what this means. What exactly is a rideshare app and who does it benefit? Uh, Rideshare apps are, for the most part, Uber and Lyft. They're uh, basically a mobile device taxi service. You can uh, download them from either the Google Play Store or the Apple Store. And uh, you utilize them like you would use a taxi, except instead of having to make a phone call, talk to a dispatcher, you simply push a button and a car will automatically show up to your location and take you wherever you need to go. Very good. So I use these apps a lot myself. Um, If it's a a location that I don't really want to drive to or it's too far or inconvenient or I especially use them when I'm out of town, um, it's so much cheaper than using a taxi and I seem to like the service better. You know, a lot of times the taxi drivers, they don't smell good. Their cars, you know, (laughs) don't look very good. And, uh, you know, they charge you quite a bit more money for the for the same taxi ride so i'm all in favor of rideshare i love it Uh, me too absolutely yeah and you know it's another way to like not drink and drive so um if you're in that situation you just uh you know everything is preloaded onto your phone you've got the credit card information all preloaded so you just hit the app and you know your address your most commonly used addresses whether it be work or home they're already preloaded it's just it just makes life so simple you can do it all yourself you don't have to sit and wait on hold uh 12 minutes for the cab driver to respond to your, uh, you know, dispatch. Absolutely. There's a lot of benefits to utilizing the rideshare services out there. Very good. So, um, so you've taken this profession and you've made it 
you've gone beyond the rideshare app itself. So tell a little bit, tell our audience a little bit about how you got started and why Uber, and then how did you make that transition uh, to YouTube? Sure, happy to. Okay, so uh, this whole thing started for me in uh, late 2013. I had just gone through a divorce. I was about $80,000 in debt, and I was, well, back to childhood living in a trailer. Um, I hadn't had a uh, job, you know, per se, since 2004 because I'd been running my own businesses that I, I lost in the divorce as well. Yeah. And I was uh, sitting on the computer. I remember I was looking at Facebook, which is how you found me, um, and I saw an advertisement for something called Uber, and I had no idea what it was. But the advertisement claimed that you could make up to $50,000 a year driving for, for Uber. And, uh, you know, I kind of laughed at it a little bit, thought, yeah, right, sure. Um, but I didn't have any prospects at the time, so I decided to go ahead and sign up. And, and that was my introduction to the rideshare industry, to Uber, and then later on down the road, Lyft. And, uh, you know, I, I went to the Uber office, and I got signed up on the platform and uh, it was a, a really tiring ordeal. Um, it's not like that anymore. You, I don't even think you have to go to the office anymore. But uh, I went down there, and they handed me a little iPhone, and they said, okay, have a good day. And I was looking at them, and I was like, well, what am I supposed to do? Uh, where am I supposed to go? You know, yeah. where, How do I know where to make money? And they told me that uh, you'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, you know, I sat outside the Uber office and I, I turned on my phone for the first time and uh, started the Uber app. And I sat there and nothing happened. And, uh, you know, I decided to jump on YouTube. And I thought, you know, certainly YouTube is my go-to place. I think it is for a lot of people. You know, if you're wanting to do something yourself or learn about something, you know, something new. And I jumped on YouTube and I just typed in Uber. And I started looking around. I, I couldn't find anything uh, other than, like, basically advertisements for Uber. And I said, well... You know, maybe I can help other people by utilizing a YouTube channel to distribute information and help people uh, avoid the pitfalls that I'm currently making and that I'm bound to make in the future. And that is that is where my YouTube channel actually started. That's that's such a wonderful place to start. In fact, years ago, I started a business, you know, for the same exact reason. It's I was so lost, and I figured, you know, if I'm lost, there are thousands, if not millions of other people who are as lost as I am. And once I figure it out, I can disseminate this information and benefit not only myself, but also the, the user. So, yeah, good for you. Absolutely. I like it. I, I, that, that's the best way to do it, you know, to, and I didn't do it to make money. I wasn't yeah. getting paid for the information I was providing to drivers. It was just something I wanted to do to help other people out. The yeah, money came later. Yeah, definitely. So is there claim, is Uber's claim true? Can you really make that much money? <laughs> or does it, you know, is it the old saying, if it sounds too good to be true, it usually is? Well, for me, and, and that's that's something that uh, that's a really loaded topic because that uh, you know, there are drivers in every market that make a killing um, with Uber or Lyft or some of the other rideshare companies out there, and then you'll find other drivers in the same market that, that are saying you can't make a dime; you're actually losing money. Mm. So there is a strategy to it, and that's something that a lot of a lot of people that sign up for these platforms don't understand. They think that you simply turn on a phone. And you start getting paid, and that's not how it works. There's a time and there's a place, so you need to know when to be where, basically, so that you can maximize your profitability. And if you're just driving around aimlessly with your app on, hoping to get uh, hoping to get money, you know, you could find yourself upside down in a quick hurry. But for me personally, um, I'm I did I did well over that fifty thousand dollars the first year because Uber was brand new to my market. People absolutely fell in love with it. And uh, then Lyft came to town, and it created a nasty, nasty competition between the two where basically everybody in the Oklahoma City area was getting free rides with Uber and Lyft. Uber and Lyft were, were competing so harshly against each other that they were actually giving everyone free rides, and drivers were just sitting there collecting the money, getting paid, while these companies burned through their capital. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> I guess they don't have to resort to that anymore. 
But no, uh, yeah, no. I guess in the beginning, when you have that much competition, you probably do. Yes, yes, it was a necessity at the time, but now every almost everybody knows about Uber and Lyft. They're in so many markets around the world. Well, Lyft is only in the United States, but um, yeah, Uber and Lyft are pretty well known nowadays. So they don't they don't have to resort to things like that anymore. I don't think. But, uh, you know, there are plenty of drivers out there that are absolutely making really good money. Um, I had one commenter on my YouTube channel earlier today say that you know, he made uh, $96,000 last year driving for UberX. I mean, it is absolutely possible. You just you have to be smart about it. And if, uh, if you don't know what you're doing, look to YouTube or Google or something to uh, try to get some assistance to help you maximize your profitability. Awesome. All right. I bet there are a lot of people in our audience that um, that perhaps are thinking about rideshare apps, uh, you know, being a driver or so forth. Or more importantly, what we're going to talk about later in the program is how to make money on the YouTube channel. Um, and I'd like to, when we come back from the break, I'd like to have you tell the audience, you know, what is that transition point? How do you make the transition from, you know, in your case, you were kind of down and out on your luck, divorce and debt and whatever, and you had to do something. You had to figure out a way to make money. And I'm sure other people are in, in a similar situation where they're either trying to figure out how to make money more money or perhaps even have it lead to quitting their day job. So we'll talk about that uh, when we come back from the break. If you've just joined us, you're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Um, please do call us on our call-in line, 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951 951- Nine two two thirty five thirty two, and ask Randy a question or or give us a comment on this topic. We'll see you right back after the break. Hey guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women, too. Google KMET Advocate and save to your favorites every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. We proudly rejoin our programming with The Men's Advocate Show with your host, Linda Gross. On KMET, 1490 AM, Smart Talk. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today, we are talking about how I made $100,000 on YouTube. You're joining uh, my guest today, Randy Shear. You can find him on Twitter. His handle is UbermanYouTube. You can also find him on Facebook, and the, and the uh, username there is Uberman Driver Network. Um, this and all of his links are going to be uh, on my Facebook fan page. Um, if you're not already a subscriber of my show, it's so easy to find my Facebook fan page. Same name as the show. Just Google The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross, and uh, you'll be hooked up. So make sure you like my page, too, and that way you'll get the, uh, the weekly updates on what we're talking about, who the guests are, and any and all links that we talk about on the show. I usually have them posted after the show uh, on my Facebook fan page. So call us at 951 922 
3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. So, Randy, tell our listeners, how do you make that transition from going from working for somebody else to actually being self-employed, which these um, user apps as well as YouTube, for that matter, are all, uh, you know, you're an independent contractor. You're, you know, you're, you're free to do whatever, however way you want to run your business. How does one make that transition? Well, if, uh, if you've got a choice, I'd say very slowly and very cautiously. Um, you don't want to just jump into this if you have another source of income or a primary source of income and just abandon, you know, what you've been doing or what you're currently doing because, you know, this is something that you really need to try out first if you're wanting to become a, a YouTube creator. It takes a lot of time and a lot of patience before you'll ever see enough money to quit your, your day job uh, for most people. Mm-hmm. And uh, with Uber and Lyft, you know, I encourage anyone that uh, is interested to go ahead and give it a try, but you want to really try it out for a good month or so first to see how you you know to see how you're doing in your market to see what kind of money you can make so that you have a better uh, better understanding of what you can realistically expect your income to be you know before you quit you know quit your job that's uh, you know guaranteed money. Got it. Good good advice. Now, what caused you to open up a YouTube channel? Well, originally I started a YouTube channel, uh, I don't even remember, way back in the day to help people uh, basically root and hack their Android devices and install custom ROMs. Um, I did a lot of uh, beta testing for XDA developers and it was fun, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't profitable. It was just mm-hmm. a hobby. So that is where my YouTube channel got its, its beginnings was right there. Great. And currently, uh, how do you divide your time? In other words, what portion of your time do you vote, devote to being an Uber driver versus how much you devote to being you know, a YouTube uh, channel person? Well, you know, that's something that's changed drastically over the years. I started Uber in late 2013, and at that time, I was full-time Uber driver and very, very part-time YouTuber. And yeah. uh, as time went on, I found YouTube, as my channel uh, grew its subscriber base, I found that I needed a lot more time to be dedicated to my YouTube channel um, because that's the only way that I can help people is if I'm you know, on there and interacting with the uh, commenters that are asking questions. So uh, it, it's a delicate balance, but as my YouTube channel grew and required more of my time, the income actually started coming in to where I could afford to uh, take the time off from doing Uber and focus more on the channel and the subscribers that needed assistance. So you would say currently your primary your primary focus is the YouTube channel. Yes, yes, absolutely. I haven't driven in uh, I think about four months now. Oh wow, got it. All right. And what would you say? I mean, I would probably across the country, most people are paying. I don't know, I guess anywhere from 1200 to $2,000 a month in rent. Is there some sort of critical number that you have to hit on YouTube where they say if you hit X number, you'll be able to, you know, pay your rent with this money? Yeah, that's actually a really common question that I get, and uh, the answer may surprise you. Um, there, there is no such thing as a magic number. Um, I have spoken with YouTube creators that have well over four times my subscriber base that don't make what I make on YouTube. And I've done a lot of uh, looking into this to try to understand why I am making more than YouTubers with 100,000 subscribers. And at the end of the day, it looks like it boils down to um, audience retention. Um, My subscribers are genuinely interested in what I have to say. They don't watch my videos for 30 or 40 seconds and then drop off. You know, they, the, I actually had YouTube call me. They were really impressed with my analytics, and they said that they, they were really impressed with my audience retention rate. They said uh, you, usually people on YouTube will watch, you know, for a couple minutes and they get bored and find something else. They said but the majority of my audience actually stays and watches my video, and that is why uh, I make more than other, other YouTubers that have uh, more subscribers than myself. So unfortunately, there's just no, there's no magic number. You know, um, when you hit a hundred thousand subscribers, you can easily be looking at fifteen hundred to two thousand a month. Um, 
but at the same time, if you've got a, a really dedicated channel and your audience is really focused and willing to listen to what you have to say, you could you could easily pay your rent with thirty thousand subscribers. That is such a, an accolade to have YouTube call <laughs> you. I mean, with the millions and millions of videos that are uploaded, you know, forget daily basis on an hourly, if not minute basis. I mean, to be a standout like that, I mean, you have a lot to be proud of. Well, I, I definitely want to clarify that uh, a little bit. It wasn't a special a special thing that they did for me. Um, what it was is, uh, I guess they were helping YouTubers that they saw uh, reasonable channel growth, that they felt uh, the channel was actually going somewhere, going in a positive direction. They were contacting other people besides me, and their job is to tell you what you need to do to better grow your channel and keep it going in a positive direction so you can increase your subscriber base and your income. I love that. Um, now, from what I could see, you have this is a five-part series uh, in this vein, the How I Made $100,000 on YouTube. Is, is that correct? Yes, yes, that's correct. Okay, and is it ongoing or is the five parts pretty uh, inclusive of what you wanted to cover? Yeah, I was going to continue it as long as uh, as long as I could, but I felt like uh, after after the fifth part of the series, I pretty much covered everything that you really needed to know, and and dragging it out past that, I, I don't think there'd be any point to it, and I'm not trying to waste uh, my subscribers' time. Got it. Now, now you're talking about other things in addition. You know, you still have the channel. You're just talking about other topics, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, so for those of you who are listening, again, all those links are going to be on my Facebook fan page, so you don't have to hunt and peck for them, but uh, we'll, get, we'll get those uh, at the ready for you if you haven't seen my Facebook page already, so don't worry. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about some of the um, points that you covered in these videos. Uh, let's talk a little bit about equipment. You were talking about um, things like uh, Logitech and GoPro. So tell us a little bit about how important is equipment to making your video? And this is another really good question. It's one that I get all the time. You know, a lot of people think that they can't get into YouTube and they couldn't be successful at it because they don't have, you know, top-of-the-line equipment and the video is, is going to be subpar. But that's actually not the way it works. I mean, of course, once you start getting bigger, you want to invest in, in equipment, better equipment, so that you can provide better video and better audio quality to your listeners and your viewers. But, um, I mean, I've done so many videos on just a, a cell phone, you know, a, just a smartphone or uh, my Logitech C920. In fact, the majority, I've got a $1,000 DSLR behind me that I haven't used to make a video in probably three or four weeks because I just I just use my Logitech C920. It's a $99 camera, you know, and it provides excellent quality. Yeah, people ask me this same question, too. They I have would-be writers that say, oh, I have a, you know, a novel idea in my head and I don't know how to get from A to B or I have a personal story to to tell or a how-to book to tell and I don't know how to get and I, and I say the same thing just start it doesn't matter what your equipment is you know you're just going to start with the basics whatever wherever you're going to start so like in my case I just tell them just start writing don't even bother with grammar and syntax and it's out of order or whatever. Just start writing. You can always come back and do editing or if you're not good at that part, you can hire somebody to um, who is the English language professional, professional to help you edit the story or put it in a better order or spruce up whatever they need to spruce up. But the creative end is the harder part. So just sit down and do it. I mean, it's, you know, even if, you know, you might start off small, you know, just do it for 60 seconds and see how far that, that takes you. And then maybe Absolutely. from there you want, you know, you want to graduate to longer or more in-depth content. And like you say, as you get better and as you start making money with it, then you can upgrade certain systems to say, oh, you know, I really hate my camera, so maybe I should, you know, look at other options here. Yeah, and I, I think it's 
really important for people to understand that it's not the equipment that makes the video or the book or, or whatever it is you're, you're trying to uh, accomplish. It's the story. That's what people want is the story. I mean, so just get that out there and let people make the decision for themselves. Absolutely. Now, another thing that you talked about was lighting. And I know when you're in studio, it's oftentimes really hard to get the lighting <laughs> just right. So what are your what is your trick for um, helping the user with lighting? Well, I have, I have, that's, you know, that honestly lighting is something I still struggle with to this day. I mean, lighting is, is a real, real pain. Um, when you're indoors, you've got to do, you've got to have some kind of lighting. And if you're outdoors utilizing, you know, natural sun, then you're going to end up with issues with shadows and wind. So, uh, you really can't win on this. Um, so right now I've gone back to almost where I started utilizing a, uh, Kind of like what uh, photographers use. I don't even know what they call it, but there's uh, uh, lamps with soft boxes that are on extendable poles, and they have uh, some exceptionally light, uh, bright CFL bulbs in them. So they do a great job in a, a room the size of my studio, uh, giving me adequate lighting. And then also to help compensate for the lack of light, I went with my DSLR to a, uh, a lens that was capable of an f1.4 which is that that really made things a whole lot better uh, with just the lighting in my room itself without any additional lights. Got it. And in the video, you mentioned something about a 13 watt Sylvania bulb. Um, tell us, uh, you know, I think you said uh, 6,500 K. Tell us what that means and why that's important. Sure. And, and that's exactly what I'm using now is that 13, that 13 watt Sylvania bulb, that, that uh, 13 watt, watt CFL bulb, uh, provides the same light output as a 100-watt bulb. So uh, very efficient, very bright. And uh, 6,500K, K is Kelvin, and it's, uh, it's, a, it's a measure of temperature. Um, and 6,500K is as close as you're going to get with artificial lighting to natural sunlight. And that's what you really want because cameras pick up uh, art uh, artificial light pretty poorly in most cases because they have different color variations. So uh, with 6500K, it really mimics sunlight, and cameras absolutely love it. Got it. If you've uh, currently joined us, you're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. You're on with my guest today, Randy Shear, who's talking to us about his $100,000 a year YouTube uh, channel and how to get there. Maybe you can draw from some of his ideas and create your own channel. So call us at 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. When we come back from the break, guess what? All months of the out of the year are not created e equal. Let's talk about what makes some months good and some months be uh, booming and some months go negative. We'll talk about that right after the break. You've had a long day. You just want to escape the world. And you know just the place to do it. Round up your mates and head over to Henson Brewing Company, Burbank's premier craft brewery. Quality, complexity, and always easy to drink. Follow our progress and support us on Facebook and Kickstarter. Coming summer 2017. Henson Brewing Company. Come as you are. Hey guys, you've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show. Linda Gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself. Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women, Real Truth About Women That'll Change Your Life Forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and if you want, to keep her. In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt. Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met, then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off? Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. Never blow it again by losing another hot woman. You don't have to be good looking or even have money. Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women today. 
You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases, and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Now back to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM, where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Our call-in number for comments or questions is 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. You're on with my guest, Randy Shear, who is the Uberman. And uh, we were just talking about, gosh, there are some months that are flat or negative that I feel like I just want to close up shop and slip my wrists. And there are other months that, you know, are just going through the roof and I can't even like figure out, you know, why they're going through the roof. I, you know, it's, I wish I had more information sometimes. So how do our listeners, how should our listeners weather the, the storm <laughs> with regard to different trends, that, you know, month by month? Well, it's one of those things where uh, you're going to want – if this is something you're going to do as a, as a sole source of income, uh, this is something you definitely need to pay attention to. Um, but we, we, what you have to do is the same thing just about any contractor has to do. You know, No matter what industry you're in, you're probably going to have a, a good a good season, bad season, um, and you have to prepare for that. So what I like to do is make sure that uh, I've got enough money put back during the good months that it will get me through the months that I know are, are coming where it's not going to be so good. So just work on the law of averages. Yes, put yes. money aside. Yes, I'll definitely keep money put aside so that, uh, you know, when these times do hit, you are prepared for it. Right. And they tell us in the media business, like almost every single month out of the year has some sort of holiday associated with it. So in the media business, they say to make it timely with regard to whatever holiday is going on. So, for example, we're in the month of June, and June is typically known for dads and grads. So if you can structure your video or structure your pitch or your information or whatever it is to specifically target dads and grads, we're already in that month, so it's an easy fix. And say, for example, next month, if it's 4th of July, you know, maybe you want to talk about independence or the Constitution or whatever it is that relates to your business and tie that into, anchor it into the, the holiday that's going on for that month. What do you think about Absol that? Absolutely, 100%. Um, that's, a, that's a really smart way of doing things. You know, there are so many holidays anymore that... Uh, uh, you should be able to get by just fine by integrating whatever's going on in that particular month with your video. It, it just takes a little creative, you know, genius. Um, but you, you'll figure it out. You know, find a way to integrate whatever holiday or whatever uh, is coming up into your video in some way or another. And uh, it should definitely improve your viewership. Now, I was looking at the YouTube site, and they have three three steps for moving forward and I wanted you to kind of uh, dive into these three steps and you know our, our listeners may not be familiar with the terms or whatever and let's let's fill them in on how they can maximize uh, these three steps so they're saying step one enable your channel for monetization so what exactly does that mean and how do our, our listeners do that well uh, YouTube is part of Google and Google holds a, a company that they call AdSense, and AdSense is where you will get your revenue from uh, advertisements that will get placed in your videos. So that's how you get paid from making videos. You allow other companies to promote their brand, their advertisement within your video. It's the annoying things a lot of people want to skip through when you're on YouTube. You know, those annoying advertisements, actually, that's what pays the creator for their time and, and their work. So uh, when you start a YouTube channel, that's the first thing you're going to have to do is uh, make sure that you've, you've got a Google account set up and you're going to need to enable your account for monetization in your YouTube creator settings. 
Yep. So in the settings, like when you upload the video itself, somewhere along the line, it'll say, do you want to monetize this video? So the user would say, yes, I do. And then you have to follow the steps to make that happen on the back end. And that brings us to step number two, which is um, to connect the AdSense account with that particular video. So how do they create an AdSense account? Let's go there. Well, once you have your Google account set up, you can just go to uh, Google AdSense. You can, you can actually, I mean, it's Google, so you can literally Google um, AdSense, <laughs> and you can create an account where it's going to ask for some very specific and personal information, which you have to understand it's, it's for tax reasons. Um, this is another part of being a contractor here. Uh, they're going to submit to the IRS what you made in advertising revenue from YouTube, um, so you're going to have to fill out all that information, get it set up with a bank account so you can get your money direct deposited to you. And there is a threshold of $100, so you will not get paid until your account reaches that $100 threshold. And uh, due to some recent changes with the way YouTube is doing things, uh, your channel has to have 10,000 views before you're even eligible to uh, monetize at all at this point. But if you can get past all that, and, and once you overcome all that, you can actually go into your channel's default settings, and you can set it to where all of your videos are automatically monetized. You can you can set all that up one time so that every video you upload is automatically taken care of and you get paid for it. Got it. Now it says step three. It says take a minute to uh, get to know the kinds of videos you can monetize and the different ad formats. So are there some videos that you cannot monetize? That's what I'm inferring from that statement. Uh, yeah, that's that's very complicated. Um, if you're utilizing other creators' videos, you know that could cause problems where you would not be uh, eligible to monetize. And if you tried to monetize. Uh, YouTube would most likely just take it down. Um, if you're trying to monetize copywritten content, obviously that's not okay, and you're not going to get paid for that, and you can actually get strikes against your account for doing so, and eventually if you continue doing it, you'll end up with a with a permanently suspended YouTube channel. Got it. And there now, are different types of ads. If there's some ads that you don't want promoted, um, <laughs> On your on your YouTube channel, you can actually uh, type in. It gives you a little option box where you can type in certain keywords that you do not want to be promoted on your channel as well. Ah, okay. Now, what are the different types of ways to make money on YouTube? I mean, AdSense is one way, but I suspect there are other ways as well. Like, for example, you might have a, an outside um, advertiser or a sponsor of your show. Yes, absolutely. You can go the route of sponsors. Um, what you'll want to do first is get some content on your channel and really have your channel set up so that if you're looking for a sponsor, it's something they would be interested in. Um, and a lot of companies you'll find as your channel grows and you get better at, uh, at editing and video production, you'll find that people will actually start contacting you. Um, and there's always Amazon affiliates. Uh, that is an absolute wonder. And I'm glad I found out. I actually found out about that from a, a gentleman called the Rideshare Guy. I didn't even know about it, but he told me that I was missing out on a lot of income um, because when I do a lot of a lot of my videos are geared towards showing drivers uh, products that yeah. would be beneficial to them and helpful to them to earn more money or make their driving safer, you know, whatever the case may be. And I've always just posted links, not knowing any better. And what I found is that with Amazon Associates. You can actually promote the link, and you get a percentage of every item that sells. So, I mean, it's not like it's costing the consumer anything extra. You're just making money on the back end for promoting something you were already going to promote anyway. It's a great deal. Yeah, it's a wonderful deal. In fact, you have a couple of sites that do just that. You're... Amazon rideshare store and your Uberman store. So what that is for our listening audience is, let's say Randy wants to promote a uh, lit tip jar that's in the back seat or what have you. He can do so and link it to the uh, Amazon page where the it's just one-stop shopping. The user just clicks on that link, and that link is encoded with Randy's code in it. And, uh, you know, to the customer, to the consumer, it doesn't cost any more than if the consumer went to that link directly himself. So Randy gets a few cents 
for um, making that connection, you know, setting up the consumer with Amazon's uh, particular consumer item that the, that, that the person is buying. So it's a great way to uh, promote yourself and you know you gain credibility because you're promoting paraphernalia that that rideshare uh, drivers would be interested in absolutely yep i use that myself i use that on my books so um it's my books are encoded with uh my my uh code as well and every time somebody clicks on that i get a few cents on the dollar for that so yay yeah there you go all right so um you mentioned in one of your videos that there's uh, two entities. One entity is what's called a subscriber. Someone subscribes to YouTube. And the other uh, f uh, factor that people look at is what's called a viewer, like how many views that that particular video is getting. Um, so what is better, a subscriber or a viewer? And how do you, which, do you get paid on one or both or none? Or tell us how that works. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, the truth is there's really not one that's better than the other. Yeah. Um, subscribers gives you an idea of uh, how many people are probably most likely guaranteed to watch your videos. You know, these are the people that are really dedicated to your channel, your content, and, uh, and you. So subscribers is great, and it's, a way to, it's a kind of a way to compare your channel against other people's channel as well. Um, so subscribers are, are very important, but at the same time... Um, you get paid based on the amount of ads that people see, and that means subscribers and viewers. So uh, a lot of times you'll find that you have more viewers watching your videos and you actually have subscribers. Mm -hmm. So in that instance, you're going to get paid more based on the views and the viewers instead of your actual subscribers, but your subscribers absolutely make up a percentage of the total views that you're getting paid for. So they're equally important in my opinion. Gotcha. So say, for example, you might have, just to use easy numbers, you might have 100 subscribers, but maybe that particular video only got 30 views, which means I guess it wasn't too popular. Or it could go the other direction. You have 100 subscribers, but maybe you have 300 viewers uh, looking at that video, which means it was very popular. It was so popular that people from the from outside of your subscribership also wanted to, uh, you know, drop in and see what you had to say. So that's a good scenario. Absolutely. Yeah. So what's the best way to boost subscribership and what's the best way to boost views? The best way, in my opinion, is with uh, tagging um, each video, even your channel itself allows you to input tags and tags are basically subjects that are relative to what you're talking about and uh, what you don't want to do is enter in a whole bunch of tags that really don't have anything to do with your channel in the hopes that you will gain people um, interested in other things onto your channel because the fact is that's just going to get people aggravated and you're probably going to lose uh, potential viewers and subscribers that way so only enter tags that are relative to what your channel is about. And the same thing goes with videos. Each video allows you to enter multiple tags. And, uh, you know, what I do is in the videos, I have a set uh, a set number of tags that are put in every video because all of my videos are pretty much about the same thing. So I don't have to tag them every time. But it's really important to utilize the tag feature. And uh, if you want to, I mean, I, it's not something I do very often, but YouTube allows you to uh, promote your videos if you want to pay for that. Um, and that's basically where it will put your video as an advertisement in someone else's video. And uh, also Facebook, they have a power editor. They allow you to boost videos and stuff as well. And that's another way to get a video out of it's important for you to uh, get a video to a certain audience. You may want to uh, promote it and pay for it to get it out there. Got it. So, and the best way to prom to boost views is also what you're saying here, like pay-per-view or Facebook or auxiliary ways to do that? Yeah, that's really the best way, in my opinion, is to utilize, uh, you know, I prefer to do things organically. Uh, I'm yeah. not really a big fan of, of paying to push my videos or anything out there. 
Um, so I make sure that I tag my videos appropriately. My channel is tagged appropriately as well. And then you utilize social media. I mean, I can go out, out and you can find uh, groups. Uh, you can find all kinds of stuff online that's not Facebook related or anything. You know, forums that may be relevant to your topic. And, uh, you know, put your video in some of those places. And that's a good way to gain subscribers and viewers as well. Got it. And what's your best advice for boosting fan interaction? Because you could have the best video out there if nobody's communicating with you or they're not leaving comments or likes or, you know, thumbs up or whatever. What's the best way to get them to interact with you? Uh, the best way to get them to interact is actually talk to your viewers in your video. Instead of just making a video about the topic at hand and being done with it, you know, make sure that at a few points throughout the video you're actually talking to the viewer so that they feel like you are actually interacting with them and that will make them want to interact with you. Um, what I like to do is at the end of my videos, and this is something very common um, on YouTube, is, you know, like, comment, subscribe. You know, it gives them one last thought before you go to maybe uh, push the like button or leave a comment. And then it's also really important if people do interact with you, you need to make sure even as your channel grows that you maintain a relationship with your viewers and your subscribers um, by commenting, even if it's just one word, thanks, or, or thank you. So make sure you go and, and interact with the people interacting with you or your interaction is going to fall off. Absolutely. And while we're on that topic, I do that, too, at the close of my show. A little longer than yours, but I, I say uh, if you love the show, then listen, call, like my fan page, follow, comment, share, tell a friend, download my app, and buy my books on Amazon. So There you go. <laughs> Maybe I should uh, whittle that down to like three things instead of uh, all the different ways you can uh, like my show. All right. So they say in the book business, you know, people judge a, a, a book by its cover. I think in our business, in the marketing business, people judge uh, video content or any kind of internet content by its title. So tell us what's involved in selecting a title. What makes a great title? Well, uh, there are uh, there's a couple different ways of, of creating a great title. Um, what I like to do is keep it short and to the point. Um, and, uh, you know, usually that is what works for me. But occasionally there's something that's just too good to pass up, and that is what a lot of uh, viewers call clickbait. Um, yeah. Recently, I did a video about the CEO of Uber, uh, you know, leaving the corporation. And uh, I think I mentioned fired or something in the description, which he's not actually fired. But it gets people's attention. They click on it. And, and uh, you know, that's called clickbait. I'm not a huge proponent of that. But occasionally, I utilize it, as does almost every YouTuber out there. Um, but But generally... I like to keep it short and to the point. You don't want a run-on sentence for your title. You know, um, let's say, just for an example, X company loses $10 million in 2013. That's what you want to stick with. You know, blank lost $10,000 in 2013. Leave it at that. You, there's no need to go into any more detail. And if people want to watch it, they're going to click on it. If, don't, if, if they don't, they're going to pass it up. Got it. And I was always uh, taught when doing copywriting is to um, use numbers. Numbers do get people's attentions. Like, like for example, today's show is called you know, How I Made $100,000 in a Year on YouTube. So um, if you can say the 10 best ways to X or whatever, if you use a number in the title, um, that seems to get a lot of mileage. Yes, numbers and dollar signs do really well. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. Let's talk a little bit about uh, pay-per-click. So how, what is that, and, and how, so, how should the user use it? Well, this is getting into something that I, I should be more, more uh, uh, educated on, and unfortunately I'm just not. But the, the pay-per-click is, uh, say, an advertisement pops up in a video, and someone clicks on it. Even if it's by accident, someone still clicks on it and it redirects them from what they were doing to the advertiser's website. And because that click counted, um, they now pay YouTube for the click. YouTube keeps a percentage and then pays the rest to the creator of the video. 
but uh, pay-per-clicks and pay-per-views and all of that stuff, that is all, it's basically all done in an auction format. So uh, whoever bids the highest for an advertisement on a uh, particular video is going to win and 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 then they do the pay per click pay per views that way. It, it gets really it gets really in depth. It gets really complicated and definitely above my head. Definitely, I kind of like the pay per click idea because it kind of makes it a win win for the advertiser, meaning us, meaning the person who is the account holder of the YouTube account. Because um, that way, you you sort of pay as you go. In other words, instead of the vendor saying, um, you know, pay us two thousand dollars for uh, you know, this event, and you have no idea whether the event is going to be successful or not, um, oftentimes that pay-per-click vendor will pay based on a certain percentage or a certain amount of pennies on the dollar for whatever you're trying to promote. Right, right. Yeah. Um, also mention about consistency. Now, I do a live show. It's once a week, every Wednesday at the same time, same place, and it's live. So there's no escaping. But I know a lot of people, um, you know, record shows in advance, and sometimes it's it, it's hit and miss. You know, oh, they had Charlie's uh, soccer game to go to, so, you know, they skipped last Wednesday or whatever. So how important is consistency? Consistency is extremely important. Uh, that came directly from YouTube when they were telling me how to increase my productivity while using their platform. Um, unfortunately, consistency is not something I'm, I'm, I'm really good at. So uh, what I have learned to do um, is you can actually make five videos in a day if you have the time, get them up on YouTube, and then set them on a schedule to release at a given time and a given date so that people people like consistency. People like knowing that uh, Wednesday at 2 o'clock p.m. there's going to be a new Uberman video or, or something like that, you know. So, so consistency is very important. It's just not something I've really put into practice. Thank you, Randy, for joining our show. You're currently listening to The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Um, I will put Randy's uh, links up there, uh, up on my Facebook fan page. Uh, check him out. He's the Uberman on YouTube. Okay, so check out his videos, his Twitter, and all his social media activity, and uh, you can see that. So thanks again, Randy, for joining us on the show. Thank you, Linda, for having me. It's a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Awesome. So we'll see you next week, each and every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Men's Advocate Show. <laughs>